0: How's it going, everybody? I just wanted to take a second before we started this episode to thank y'all so much for your support on last week's episode, I guess earlier this week. Um, it was just really cool. It was very spur of the moment, and God just kind of put it on my heart, and I did it like a few hours later. So um, thank y'all so much for your support and just the messages I received. Just It, it truly meant a lot. Um, I was just kind of vulnerable, and it was kind of weird, <laughs> to be totally honest, like talking about stuff but uh, I just want to thank y'all so much again for just coming out. If y'all are listening for the first time, you can listen on a couple different platforms. Um, I'm going through Anchor right now, but the cool thing about this website, this is not an ad or anything, but it shoots it out to a couple different platforms. So you can listen to it on Spotify. You can listen to Google Podcast. Obviously, you can listen to it on Anchor, um, but if you just look on Spotify or Google Podcast for Hardy Life, it should come up and you can see all the episodes and stuff like that. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Let's get it. So let's just jump right into it. Before I even say a word about what is on my heart and what I think, I just want to start this off with scripture, kind of give the vision behind what this episode is hoping to bring to the table. So uh, 1 John 2, 15-17 says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride and possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. In this this verse just perfectly encapsulates what this whole message is about. I've been kind of sitting on this message for a while. Um, I was about to pull what I did on the first episode and I thought of it that day and I immediately went into it and I didn't want to do that with this episode. I wanted to let it kind of, kind of brew. Um, And I wanted to kind of research and kind of pick the minds of some other men and some other people and just uh, not just men. I said men, but the people I happened to find were men. Um I just want to kind of pick the minds of some of some big spiritual influences of mine and from the word and just uh just let it kind of marinate. Um so this might be a little bit different uh I guess vibe than the first one, but it's talking about identity like I said, and when I was younger my identity was found In sports, um, founded my achievements. And I was, in my mind, I wanted to be known as the athlete, the guy that was, you know, he was headed somewhere because of sports. He He was someone because of sports. And if I could just do one thing for somebody to remember me by, I wanted them to remember me as an incredible athlete. And, I mean, I was okay. I was above average, but that wasn't. My, my mind was skewed of what I wanted to be remembered by. And I've realized that it kind of transitioned. And even still up until, you know, a couple months ago, my motives were still slightly um, for achievements, for the things that I can accomplish. And there's, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with, basically having a drive and being driven by desiring something. Like I, I want to be a physical therapist. Do you want this? Like that's good to be driven by that. And it's good to use that as motivation to continue to work towards it and be diligent. But the problem comes in when that is your full identity. Like what I've realized in the season of my life is when I die, if all I'm remembered for is say a good physical therapist, say he was just a great physical therapist. He was fantastic. And he, he helped so many people through, you know, his gifts and his talent and that. If that is my full like legacy that I leave, then I failed in life. I'm, a, I'm an ultimate, you know, that's my ultimate failure would be in that. And it's not what I want. I don't want my life to be, Defined by my achievements or my failures. Like in this, I guess, time of my life, these past few months, I've experienced some pretty significant failures and I've decided I'm saying failure just because y'all will understand that. But outside of this, I don't really call it a failure, this individual instance. Um, So I took my licensure exam for physical therapy. When was it? about a month ago maybe i don't even know doesn't matter but uh i took my licensure exam as y'all if y'all know me i graduated with my doctorate mid-december studied for a while took my licensure exam and got my results back and i failed right i didn't pass and that was a lot (laughs) that was a lot for me um I was actually headed home from work. I was working on my part-time license or my temporary license. You can get a license in between when you graduate and when you take the board exam. And um, I was coming home from work, saw a text from some of my classmates and like a group text saying, my results are in. And I was like, okay. And this I don't suggest doing this, but I was like, what a more chill, relaxed way. Not put, you know, too much worry into it. If I just check it right now, and I don't let it brew at all. I was driving, so mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I just refreshed that page. I already had it open, refreshed it, scrolled down, and it said failed. In that moment, I, I can't explain all the emotions I had. Um, mad, sad, confused, um, embarrassed broken. I mean, you have to understand, like I felt this calling on my life in ninth grade. I was so sure of it. I it had been, my mom's a physical therapist. My brother's a physical therapist now, but and you know, growing up, I knew about physical therapy because of my mom, but it was never anything she like pushed onto me or anything like that. And I was interested in it, but it wasn't until ninth grade when I broke my leg and went through nine months of PT that I realized this is what I wanted to do with my life. I knew before that, I knew I wanted to help people, you know, in some capacity, but I didn't know how. And it was so clear to me that physical therapy was the route I wanted to go. So, you know, went to undergrad, you know, did athletic training, um, got my license in that and um, went on to PT school because I didn't just want to be an athletic trainer. Um, Nothing wrong with athletic training. I love it. But my goal was to go to physical therapy school. By the grace of God, I got into Harden simmons um, You know, it was a big achievement of mine. Graduating was a big achievement of mine. Being able to say, you know, I have my doctorate was a huge achievement of mine, and I was proud of that. Um, but I came to realize that this failure, you know, those those first couple of days were terrible, especially the first day. It was just, I was a wreck. I was a wreck. And thing is I can retake, I'm retaking it. I'm already, I'm scheduling it tomorrow. I'm retaking it in April. I've already been studying extremely diligently for it. And the funniest thing about it, I got my like actual results back, like my score. Okay. To pass this test, you need a 600. I got a 593. <laughs> and you know, some people that, that, I talked to they're like oh my gosh I'm so sorry that sucks and I found it hilarious like my mindset's totally changed about three days after really two days after like I was good and there's still those moments I get down but I heard that and I was just I found it hilarious and relieving in fact it was less than two questions it was less than two questions I failed by which is wild like that's you know I narrowed a lot of them down to one to two questions and I just you know Less than one or two questions. And I realized I needed this. <laughs> I needed to fail. I have failed at things in life, but never on this capacity. You know, never at this capacity ever. Something that for nearly a decade, over a decade, I've wanted and strived for and felt the calling on my life. And, to fail. It's wild. It's it's just wild. But seeing the results like that, I'm like, my mindset quickly changed. You know, I'm like, now I can blow this out of the water. But not only that, like, I needed to make some changes in my life. That wasn't the only I guess failure or shortcoming I've had in the past couple months and a couple of things that have happened in my life in the last couple months and um it's kind of brought me to a breaking point to where I've realized that there are some very necessary changes I need to make in my life. Um I feel like I was stagnant as far as my growth. Um I really wasn't working towards, I was working towards something, but all for selfish desires. And that was my full identity was I'm going to be a physical therapist. and I'm going to be a dang good one. And this flipped my world among other things that happened. This was kind of the final, one of the final just like punches to the gut that flipped my world. Um, and it was just incredible to see like this is probably a few days, a few days after, probably five days after, Liv and I were out to eat and we we're praying over our meal. And I didn't even realize I said this until like afterwards. Um I was praying and somehow the words came out of my mouth. God, thank you for letting me fail. And I said it and it and it just fluidly came out and I continued the prayer and I finished. And then afterwards I looked at Liv and was like, did I just say that? (laughs) Cause since, since then realizing all the, the failures and shortcomings and temptations I'd given into and, uh, just the things I'd gone through in the previous months, like it brought me to this point to where I feel like I'm in one of the healthiest, both mentally, physically, spiritually, moments of my life or times of my life. And uh, I've made some very necessary changes that I just feel, I feel like my priorities are straight now. I feel like my identity isn't fully wrapped up in my achievements or my shortcomings. Um, Because acutely after finding out I failed, I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. My future's ruined. Even though like I can, I'm retaking the test and you can retake it a bunch of times. You know, there are people that have retaken it so many times and I'm not going to have to, cause I need to get one to two questions more. Right. <laughs> like I know I'm going to blow it out. It's into April. Like I have plenty of time to study. Um, but that and other failures I felt in my life, like I was defining my future by my past. I realized I was a screw-up in areas of my life. I realized that in that moment, I felt embarrassed and felt extremely unconfident, felt like a failure, and I was letting my past define my future. And I was listening to this sermon by Stephen Furtick the other day. Um, I decided one of the changes I made is I'm working out in the mornings And I've been listening to some of his podcasts. I went all the way down on Spotify, listened to one of his oldest podcasts on there. I think it was, it was like February of last year. And he has a great quote that I'm just going to read off word for word. He said, you've put a past experience in charge of the gate to your future. And when you let your past experience regulate access to your future, you will always be stuck in a stage of life that can no longer accommodate what God is speaking in this season. Let me read that one more time because it's just, it's good. You have put a past experience in charge of the gate to your future. And when you let your past experience regulate access to your future, you will always be stuck in a stage of life that can no longer accommodate what God is speaking in this season. See, my failure in this test, my failure in other areas and just like not being the man I should be, not being the husband I should be, not being the man of God, I should be in striving to grow. I wasn't. I wasn't. Like I said, I was stagnant. I didn't have room in my heart. I didn't have the capacity to grow. I had the capacity, but I wasn't opening the gate. I had put things there to stop myself from growing, to, to reaching greater worth and a better identity. Because my identity wasn't in the right things. Because my worth was locked up in the things of this world. And when you lock your worth and your identity into things of this world, you're destined for failure and destined to feel not worthy. It's kind of like I mentioned in the last episode, some of the most broken and distraught people and, people that you think have it all, these celebrities that you think have it all are the most broken and lost. And you're like, how can they be so lost when they have all the money in the world? They have everything that the world says they should have. That's exactly it, because it's what the world says they should have. It's what the world defines as happiness. It's what the world defines as worth. But earthly worth and godly worth are two totally different things totally different things. So you can have money and your worth still be locked in the correct alignment. It can still be, you can be rich and still be a good Christian and enjoy life. And it's possible that it is more difficult. It is because your worth gets locked up in your achievements and your money and your finances and just everything like that. Things of this world and when you get into that mindset, it's hard to pull yourself out of that. See, it, it's—I wish I never got to a point to that breaking point to when I realized I needed to make changes. But another message that another portion of uh, what Verdict said in that message might have been a different message. I've listened to multiple, but I wrote, he said, "I'm breaking apart." And that's something I've truly felt. But he said, I'm breaking apart, but that's what the seed does before it grows. See, God planted a seed in me long ago that I wanted to be a physical therapist, that I wanted to be a great husband, that I wanted to be a great man. And I'm not saying that for everybody it needs to be this breaking point For, for me. I needed to be broken to my core in order to realize that I truly needed a change. And now I'm able to grow through that. That's the seed breaking open. I'm able to grow. And I'm not going to lie. It's still hard. I still, you know, get embarrassed sometimes or emotional about it. But overall, this has been, this truly has been the best thing for me. The best thing for me. It's been, I needed this. I truly needed this. And, you know, it's, It's one of those things that when you have that voice telling you you're not worthy, but you're fighting back against it, it feels really good. Not the voice telling you you're not worthy because that voice can be destructive. Because soon after and when people were reaching out to me, like they were telling me, you know, you're going to make a great therapist. I know this is just a roadblock. It's going to be okay. And I heard that. But also I heard that voice telling me you are a failure. You're not worth it. You're stupid. You are a failure. You're... You can't pass this test. You're dumb. You're giving you all those lies. But then there was a message that I heard and was talking about. This pastor was getting spoken into by another pastor. It was Furtick, and, and so other pastor was speaking light into him. And what Furtick said was really eye-opening. Somebody that you think, you know, he's got it all together. It's got it all together. Got a very successful church, a man that has impacted millions. And he said, this pastor was speaking to introduce him. And at the same time the pastor was speaking, introducing him, he was speaking light and life into his life. Another voice was telling him he wasn't worthy. It's like the more good the pastor was saying about him, the more the devil spoke the exact opposite thing. Hearing that, he said, I thought what voices do we hear and truly believe? The voice of the devil, the voice of the world, or the voice of God. And I truly believe that sometimes we listen to the voice of the world or the voice of the devil more than we listen to the voice of God. It's wild. And the voice of the world is wrong. The voice of the devil is wrong. And it's incredible that... (laughs) They will say what maybe you're thinking, what you're, what they know is going to hurt you most. What they know is just truly going to hurt you most in things that you might believe. That's when you're putting worth in things that are not of God. You're putting worth in things of this world, and those voices can tear you apart. Oh, that was huge. It's, the fact that he says, what voice are you listening to? That just, wow. So I feel like so many times, like in little cartoons, you have like little angel on one shoulder and the devil on another, and they're fighting back and forth. And that's like your mind, your conscience, everything going. And it's like, we already have victory over the voice of this world and the voice of the devil. We already have victory over it. So why do we give it the time of day? When you're being tempted into sin, why don't we just speak our victory that we already have over it? Like what I messed up on was in the past, I would pray, God, give me the strength to overcome this temptation. Give me the strength to overcome this sin. I'm not talking about the test here, just other things in life. Everybody has things in their life, like sins that they, they try to overcome, but it's very difficult. And I was speaking, God, give me the strength just Just please defeat this, defeat this in my life. And what I realized, I was praying for the wrong thing. I was. I was praying for victory when it's already been won. When the voice of the world and the voice of the devil already had no power over me, but I was giving them power. Instead, I should have been praying, God, let me realize that I have this victory. Let me realize I already possess the strength and I already have the victory over this where the devil and the voices of this world have no grip over me. (laughs) They don't. I should have been praying, give me perspective. Give me clear vision into my true desires and true identity. What a true identity is, and it's not in things of this world, but it's in you. Because I realized that my identity... My identity is so much more than what I put it at prior to this season of my life. Because I realized my identity is not my achievements. My identity is not my shortcomings. My identity is not my failures. My identity is not my flaws. It's not my past. Like, the world cannot put me in a box and say, you are this because this is what the world sees. And this is what you allow the world to speak into your life. You, You cannot put me in a box. You can't say Who I am based on my achievements or my failures. Like, I'm not my occupation. I'm not my athletic level. I'm not my education. I'm not my appearance. I'm not what you or the world tells me I am. I'm what God tells me I am. That's what I am. I'm what God tells me I am. And God says, I am His child made in His image for His purpose. If you had asked me a few months ago, I would have not had this mindset. I wouldn't have. My identity was wrapped up so much in what I accomplish and what I do. My identity was wrapped up in worldly things. Driven by things that were, honestly, my drive was prideful prideful, selfish, because in those moments where the voice of the world and the voice of the devil is winning, it secretly feels like you're failing. And even in the places where you're winning, it's tainted because you're so embarrassed about the places you're failing. Because when you're in that battle and you're at times giving into temptation, you may be winning in certain aspects of life. You may be overcoming certain areas of your life, but the failures and the temptations and the sinning and other aspects... It clouds everything else to where everything else is just that extra weight. I realized through this, getting my identity clear, and letting my identity be in Christ instead of earthly things. I've I feel lighter. I feel free. Because I realized when you get set free from the need of approval of people and of the earth, of worldly things, when you get rid of that need for approval from things that ultimately don't matter, then you can receive the approval from God. Let me say that again. When you get set free from the need of approval of people and of earthly things, then you can receive the approval from God. Then you can see if your identity from God, when you just let go of all the other crap in life that is telling you, this is who you are and let your identity be in the one true thing that is truly worth it, it can change your life. It will change your life. Cause I feel like as guys, especially I've talked about this before. We don't talk about our struggles. Um, we don't talk about our failures. We don't talk about the areas where we feel weak because that's not what guys do. It's just the world. What the world says we guys are strong, and they don't need to talk about stuff because they figure they crap out on their own. <laughs> on their own. <laughs> Michael Todd, another fantastic pastor said, if you were supposed to be the Savior, God would have sent you to die. And I feel like that just speaks perfectly into the the common man. Like we feel like we're supposed to be the Savior for all our wrongs and we're supposed to make everything better, but that's not what God has asked. God has asked us to just call to Him and ask Him to enter our lives and change us and call on his strength and call on him in every way instead of our own strength and what we think is strength. That's another thing. Our idea of strength is skewed by the world. So much is skewed by what the world says and who the world says we are. I want to take back my identity I want to take ownership of my past. I don't want to forget it so I learned from it. But I don't want my past to define my future. I don't want my identity to be in my achievements or my failures or my temptations or my shortcomings. I want my identity to be in Christ. The one thing that really matters. So thank you all for listening I know that sometimes in these episodes they just kind of go but I just I speak my heart that's all I'm doing here I don't have much structure to it I just kind of let the spirit lead through this and so thank y'all for listening and I hope that you got something out of this I hope you maybe can relate and I hope that this week this month this year the rest of your life you think where do I find my identity? Do I listen to the voices of the world? What the world tells me I am? or do I find my identity and listen to the voice of God? Thank y'all. What's up, everybody? You just got done listening to the Hardy Life Podcast. I appreciate you coming by and hope you got something out of the topic today. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at Hardy Life Podcast and let me know what you thought of the episode. Also, feel free to DM me different topics you'd like to talk about on the episodes, maybe some of your life experiences and how they affected you, or even just to ask for prayer over anything in your life. I really appreciate you listening and be on the lookout for the next episode that'll be coming out soon.